Welcome to The Safety Plan, the show where I cover the latest cyber scam and how to avoid it on LCC Connect. I'm Paul Schwartz, and I'm happy that you are here. Let's do this. This morning, my daughter was singing She's Always a Woman by Billy Joel, and now that song is stuck in my head. I guarantee you've heard it. And she'll promise you more than the Garden of Eden. Then she'll carelessly cut you and laugh while you're bleeding. But she brings out the best and the worst you can be. But she's always a woman to me. But my kid was singing with cybersecurity words, so it sounded something like this. The fish promises you more than the Garden of Eden. Then it carelessly cuts you and laughs while you're bleeding. But fish brings out the best and the worst you can be. But she's always a fishy male to me. <laughs> Obviously, the college has allowed me budgetless artistic freedom on this show, and I will take advantage of that position. So welcome to the Safety Plan Show. Here's the format. First, I will describe a real-world cyber scam like phishing or malware or identity theft. Second, I will then explain why it could happen to you. And third, how to protect yourself so it doesn't happen to you. So why should you listen to the Safety Plan episodes? First, as a leader, I want to share my cybersecurity knowledge with you so that you can hopefully learn, grow, and become inspired by it. Second, a community knowledgeable on cyber scams will not fall for them in the future. And third, if people start practicing good cyber practices in their lives and at home, then they practice those same skills at work, which makes your business or company or local community college more secure. Win, win, win. Okay, I am Paul Schwartz, and I work at LCC as the Director of Information Security. I coordinate security issues for the college, things like data breach coordination and account compromises and proactive phishing and implementing projects to improve the college security posture. I've worked in cybersecurity for 27 years, including 20 years in the Air Force before ending up at LCC. I have my own shelf in the break room refrigerator, so people think I know stuff, which proves I am smart. S-M-R-T smart. Okay, it's now time for the Cyber Scam Roundup. Let's focus on today's topic, which is job scams. Finding a new job can be difficult. Scammers are incredibly tuned into the fact that some job seekers are desperate to make money, and they will use this in recruiting new professionals who may not be accustomed to looking for work-from-home jobs. As the FBI warned a few years ago, fake job scams are an old trick, but online recruitment and teleconferencing apps have made it more lucrative and easy to create false interviews. Scammers advertise jobs the same way legitimate employers do, online and in ads and on job sites and college employment sites and social media, and then in newspapers and sometimes on TV and radio, they promise you a job but what they want is your money and your personal information. Fake job or employment scams occur when criminal actors deceive victims into believing they have a job or a potential job. Criminals leverage their position as employers to persuade victims to provide them with personal identifiable information, becoming unwinning money mules or to send them money. Fake job scams have existed for a long time, but technology has made this scam easier and more lucrative. Cyber criminals now pose as legitimate employers by spoofing company websites and posting fake job openings on popular online job boards. They conduct false interviews with unsuspecting applicant victims, then request their information or money from these individuals. The PEII, or Personal Identifiable Information, can be used for a number of nefarious purposes, including taking over victims' accounts, opening new financial accounts, or using victims' identity for another deception scam, such as obtaining a fake driver's license or a passport. 
Criminals first spoof a legitimate company's website by creating a domain name similar in appearance to a legitimate company. Then they post fake job openings on popular job boards that direct applicants to the spoof sites. Applicants can apply on the spoofed company websites or directly on the job boards. Applicants are contacted by email to conduct an interview using a teleconference application. According to victims, cyber criminals impersonate personnel from different departments, including recruiters, talent acquisition, human resources, and department managers. Cyber criminals executing this scam request the same information as legitimate employers, making it difficult to identify a hiring scam until it's too late. Okay, so I want to focus today's podcast on the indications of a scam. I've divided it up into several categories. The first is kind of a general or a common trait that goes on between these fake job scams. First indication is the job ad will often say that you can work at home. This is a classic example of this as an online tutor. All right, next, the ad may say that the schedule seems very flexible or too flexible, like an unconventional schedule, like you'll only have to work two or three days per week. The job post or email has obvious grammatical or spelling errors or inconsistencies. That's a sign of a job scam. And a job description that is unusually vague. The position initially might appear as a traditional job, but upon further research, it sounds more like an independent contractor opportunity. So kind of a bait and switch. The posting neglects to mention the responsibilities of the job. Instead, the description focuses on the amount of money to be made. So they don't really tell you what the job entails. Say a job ad might offer some sort of government job that no one knows about. That's a typical sign of a job scam. And a job posting that advertises that you don't need any experience and it comes with a high income and there's no company name. There's a huge range of jobs. These are all indications of a job scam. Now that we've covered the general and kind of common traits, I want to get into the unrealistic expectation portion of spotting and indicating of a job scam. So if it's too good to be true, and what do I mean by too good to be true? First of all, if the job ad promises you a job, or if it guarantees that you will make money, the job ad may be that the pay is much higher than expected, much higher than the typical for that type of job. The job ad might say it could give you quick money or unlimited earning potential. These are signs of a job scam. The job ad might describe the job where it pays extremely well, but anyone can do the job. That's not typical. And finally, the salary range listed is very wide. Employees can earn between, say, 40000 to 80000 the first year. So these are all indications of it's too good to be true. The next trait I want to talk about is the contact. It might be a job scam if the company contacts you and you didn't contact them. That's a sign of a job scam. The next is potential employers contact the victims through a non-company email domain and teleconference application. So this is if you're applying for a job at McDonald's and the email comes from a Gmail account. The company has an email domain from another free provider, such as I just mentioned on Gmail. So you need to verify that that email address matches what is found on the organization's website. So a job at, say, IBM would probably come from IBM.com and not Gmail.com. 
the job postings appear on job boards, but not on the company's website. So you can validate open positions on the organization's website by checking their career or job site. You want to match up that this job posting isn't just on a job board, but it's on the actual company's board also. You want to also take a look at whether the recruiters or managers, if they have profiles on the job board or the profiles do not seem to match their role. And be cognizant of unsolicited emails that are not specifically addressed to you. So spammers and scammers, they can obtain emails fairly easily. And if this unsolicited email references a referral from someone, contact them to verify that referral. And finally, if you didn't submit an application to their official career website, that is potentially a job scam. So next I want to talk about the company's info and lack of that company info. You may have thought you found, let's say, your dream job, but upon further inspection, you can't find any information about the company. If you can't verify a phone number or location or web address or employees, you're definitely looking at a scam. In this day and age, real companies will have an online presence and some social media engagement. If they don't have a decent following, they may not be legitimate. So watch for anonymity. If it is difficult to find an address or actual contact or organization name, etc., this is cause to proceed with caution. Scammers will try to keep themselves well hidden. Does the organization's website have an index that tells you what the site is about, or does it contain information only about the job in which you are interested? Scammers often create basic web pages that seem legitimate at first glance, but they aren't. And finally, the employer contacts you by phone, but there's no way to call them back, so the number is not available. These are all signs of a lack of a company info and, and a potential job scam. So the next trait I want to talk about is paying up front. Potential employers require employees to purchase startup equipment from a company to be reimbursed later by the company. That's a sure sign that the job is a scam if you're required to pay up front for equipment. These scam employers may also require applicants to pay up front for background investigations or screenings. They also request credit card information or bank account information. And the job ad might even say you need to pay to get the job. So that's a sign of a job scam. If you were required to deposit money into your personal bank account and then transfer it to an unknown person or companies is a big sign of a job scam. And there are other related scams, such as the background check scam, the pay for software or program scam, the pay for online training scam, the pay for a credit report scam, direct deposit before the interview scam, and the trial employment scam and a whole host of other scams that can roll off of that. The next thing I want to talk about is interviews. So if the company is trying to conduct the interview not in person or through a secure video call like through Zoom or Microsoft Teams or WebEx or no interview at all, these are signs that the job is a scam. If the interview is conducted through email or text message, most often through apps such as like Google Hangouts or Telegram app or text-free app and, or WhatsApp. That's a sign that the job is a scam if they're trying to conduct the interview through texting. 
Interviews are conducted via teleconference applications that use email addresses instead of phone numbers in the setup of those interviews is a sign that it's a scam. All right, next I want to talk about timing. For instance, if you get the job right away without having to do any of these things as a sign of a scam, such as an interview or a resume or any of the paperwork, they just offer you the job without having to do anything. Potential employers send an employment contract immediately asking for personal identifiable information. So you shouldn't be required to provide a social security number on the application for the job. That would be required later on in the process. Another sign is if there is a sense of urgency or the recruiter is pushing you to accept the job now. Any legitimate company won't push you in accepting a job offer immediately. Or you're offered the job without a recruiter verifying your work experience or asking for references. So they want to move the process along quickly uh, because it's a scam. Next, the employer responds to you immediately after you submit your resume. Typically, resumes sent to an employer are reviewed by multiple individuals or not viewed until the posting has closed. This doesn't include the auto response, but a response back to you that, yeah, you've submitted your resume, you have the job. That's definitely a sign of a scam. Next, your online resume is all that is required to hire you. That's a sign of a scam. The interview is conducted online or over the phone, and an offer is given almost immediately. So the timings of these things is not typical. Watch out for a fast hiring process. You may be a qualified candidate for the job, but be cautious regarding an offer made without first having an interview. An actual company hiring for a real position will most likely want to speak with a candidate before hiring. Along that same lines, it might be a scam if they don't need to meet you in person. Most legitimate companies will meet you at least once before hiring you. And finally, if they require you to provide personal information such as your driver's license, passport, or social security number during an interview, this is not needed until later, you know, the background check process. So that is a sign. The next sign of a job scam is if they are using fake URLs. So that's a website address. Scammers will try to recreate the legitimate company's website by slightly altering the web address. If you're not looking closely, you may not realize that you're being sent to the scam website. For example, a real company website might have the address, say, companyname.com. But when you're looking at a fake website, the address is company-name.com. That's going to a totally different site for a totally different organization. It's a subtle change, but it could indicate that you're not at the company's real website. Next is phishing. Emails, texts and phone calls and video chats and instant messages, you name it, and there is a phishing scam behind those. If a job is requiring you to click on a specific link or is asking for detailed personal and financial information, someone is trying to collect your sensitive information for malicious use. Phishing scams often look like they come from trusted and well-known companies, so always reach out to the employer directly through their website rather than to respond to any fishy or suspicious-looking communication. And finally, sometimes job scams use popular document sharing sites such as Google Doc or SharePoint. A less known scam includes inviting you or mentioning you in a Google Doc that you wouldn't normally use. The name may or may not be someone you know and the title of the doc may look legit. However, pay close attention to the email used in sending the doc as well as any links that might be included. These scams will typically provide a link for you to click on to start earning now. So great urgency there. I'm going to break here and continue this discussion on the next safety plan episode. I'm going to cover the common job search scams, how to protect yourself, and what to do if you're a victim of an employment scam. Well, that's a wrap of today's safety plan episode. 
If you have questions or have been a victim of cyber scam, please tell me about it by emailing lcc-connect at lcc.edu. Or you can find more info and past episodes of The Safety Plan on the internet at lcc.edu connect. This episode of The Safety Plan was recorded by Paul Schwartz in the TLC Tower in downtown Lansing Community College and produced by Lane Ingram and engineered by Big D Didalian. I'm Paul Schwartz, and this is LCC Connect. So long.